When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Great to be with you. In fact, happy Balls McWednesday. How you doing? Good. Hang in there. What is it? 102? Sweet Jesus. Get me to December. Not skipping games. Don't want to skip games. Just want to skip the nonsense. Can we? I called for it last week. I'm not even kidding. I hope it's an epically cold winter that makes people uncomfortable and sad. We just want to hang out watching Army and Navy, you and me, checking out that classic ball game, thinking about the playoff game that we're going to be a part of yes. in three weeks' time from that kickoff. That's where we want to be. 22-degree wind chill? Yeah, buddy. Mm. Jacksonville State and UTEP, Saturday, 5.30. Getting my bet angle ready during the break right there. Navy, Notre Dame, live from Ireland. Aviva Stadium, been there, done that, good times, good place to watch a football game, and those Irish will be crazy in Dublin for the Notre Dame. Fighting Irish, you are minus 21. Mm. Lest we forget, and maybe you did, Notre Dame 35, Navy 32 last year. They do have Sam Hartman now, though. Uh, He's not going to be running a a mesh offense with six seconds to make a decision. Good God almighty. But one would think that that is a market improvement for Notre Dame's offense, and they'll be able to control the game a little bit more. Kind of a, an important year for Mr. Freeman. It is, yeah. Let's see them take care of business against teams they're supposed to take care of business against. So here's something for you, just to see where your head's at. Mm. In December, week two, uh, the, the second weekend. Skip into December. Well, yeah. it's Army-Navy Saturday, but that also is the day of the Heisman Trophy. I will actually be in Manhattan for my wife's holiday party. Her company's based out of New York. You think I'll be dispatched to to cover Jordan Travis, the Heisman finalist, that day? I don't. You don't think he's going to make it to New York? No. Okay. Not because of him. Well, I just <laughs> you doubt him again. I don't doubt him at all. And one of the reasons, and here's my favorite part i I just think he's smart with the football these days. He doesn't. He's not about the glory. He doesn't care. I. I he's just going to take what they give him. There'll be days where he's the best player on the field by a lot. And he'll do some special things. But there's a combination of things that are going against him when it comes to Heisman numbers. 
And the Heisman's a stupid award. Um, it's it's tomfoolery. It's become this situation where you have to be a quarterback uh, to win it just about, or a running back or receiver. You can't be a defensive player, that's for sure. And also, it's nebulous. Who's the best player in college football? Well, that's not what they mean. They don't mean that. They mean who's the best player on the most high-profile team whose team won a bunch of football games that a lot of people saw. It's not really who's the best player. And football is the ultimate team sport, and you really can't discern who is the best player in college football. Because if I'm a dominant, dominant, dominant defensive tackle, I could be the biggest problem on the field every single Saturday. That every coach there knows I'm the I'm the biggest issue. It's like when when teams had to figure out a way to deal with Lawrence Taylor. You know, Lawrence Taylor was a monster. Reggie White was a monster. But those two guys could have never won the Heisman. They, they, they changed games in a way that no offensive player could in a given year. But they would have had zero chance under the way that voters look at the Heisman now. They, they No chance. And we've watched it time and again. It's why I've always been impressed, uh, you know, with Marvin Jones and what happened with him in the Heisman voting. But we've just seemingly gotten further and further and further removed from other players at different positions uh, having a chance to win that award. Okay, I digress. I, I will just say that... Because Florida State is going to blow some teams out, a lot of them, I think, he's going to be sitting for a lot of those games midway through the third quarter, or certainly through all of the fourth quarter. I agree with you there. Jameis did that, too, in 2013. He was also the most efficient quarterback for the most efficient offense. And if you talk about yards and points per possession and all those numbers that we – even though they played at a snail's pace – it was one of the most prolific and proficient offenses ever to take college football field. It was, and and it was statistically it was. Period. Yeah. At the time, it set records, and yet yeah. we didn't run many plays. It's crazy, but I would say that Jordan has an opportunity. I think first impressions are so important for the Heisman voters because it is fickle the way you say. And let's say that Jordan throws for a combined six hundred yards in the games against LSU and Clemson. I think he can rack up a lot on the way to 600 against LSU if they do, in fact, have secondary issues. Yeah. And these are both nationally televised games. I'm assuming that the Clemson one could be a game day setting up there for ESPN, so you have the extra spotlight on that kickoff. might be on ABC. Don't know that yet for sure. But you go through that month, and Florida State is 4-0. Let's just take the pie in the sky view, and Jordan Travis is the centerpiece of all of that. Yeah, I don't know how impressive he has to be for the next eight games because now he's automatically a finalist because he's the darling of the country. Yeah, but you do know that, for example, USC is going to have a great season. Caleb Williams is a much more high-profile quarterback than Jordan Travis. He's already won the award. He's in Lincoln Riley's offense. They throw the ball a gazillion times. He's going to have unreal numbers as every quarterback that played for Riley at Oklahoma had and so it's things like that it, it, that will discern you said get to New York okay, yes I'm saying I, finalist I'm not right, saying winner I'll take, I'll take it back he could get to New York and yes I think this offense is going to be prolific but whose response well listen we get into a, a, a greater discussion here that's kind of fun is there any such thing as a game manager at quarterback well, in the pros, yeah. In the pros, I think there is. 
I think there are people who would counter that would say, well, all offensive coordinators are going to play to their strengths. And if there are weaknesses that will not allow your quarterback to sit back and throw the ball 40 times a game and amass numbers, then you're going to tell him we're running the ball, throwing off a play action. And if you're 18 for 26 with one touchdown and one pick and 200 yards, we're going to be fine. Now, is he a game manager because that's how you have to play? Or is that the way you were told to play because your strengths don't lie with either pass pro or you don't have a bevy of receivers or whatever it is? I know. I know how the argument works. But for Jordan, where this comes into play, there are going to be games where we just run the ball down people's throat, where he just is asked to you know turn and hand the ball off. We're going to beat this team like a drum. They cannot uh, withstand our rushing attack. The offensive line's too good. We're going to reset the line of scrimmage by four yards on every snap. Why would we put the ball in the air and put it at risk? Jordan, you're going to have a very pedestrian yeah. 14 for 22, buck 89 and three touchdowns. It'll be nice, but a buck 89 is going to hurt your yardage total that day. All right, or you know whatever that might be. Then there're going to be days where somebody's decided we are taking away the run. We're just not going to get beat that way. We'll take our chances in the passing game because it's a little windy and maybe we think you can't you know repeatedly hit guys in these conditions and we have a decent pass rush. So we're going to do that. All right, well, those will be the days that Jordan Travis throws for three bills and four touchdowns and we're all like, there it is. But the next week you're just running rough shot over people, and it's dink and dunk, and you're running the ball, and he's out of the game in the middle of the third quarter because it's 37 to six. Yeah, I hear you, and it has to be about our win and loss record to get him there. If this is the case where there's a fluctuation, and and there can be, I totally agree with you. There there will be weeks where he maybe runs for nearly as many yards as he throws. I, I really believe that he could have yeah 157 passing yards and 122 rushing yards, three total touchdowns, and he's out of the game in the third quarter. Like, you could see that happen. Um. But if we do win the two key games in September, they're both going to be such national storylines and and huge moments. Yeah, Caleb's already won the thing, so people are bored with that storyline. Is it wrong? Like he might be better than Jordan, he might produce more, but I think the fatigue factor is there. Gives Jordan an opportunity, and you have the chance. That first weekend's not a great slate of football. It's not a great great slate of football games. We're the best one. It's not even close. Oh yeah, it, it, it showcase. Have a great night. Well, listen. Last year, Jordan Travis had a coming out party. The, the new version of Jordan Travis was on display last year in this game. It changed the way that everybody thought about Jordan Travis moving forward. Not even his greatest advocates thought that was what was about to be on display. And I that's the first thing I said to you in the post-game wrap when I, you know, obviously was on video with you and Gene after the game from the stadium. I was so excited. I was like, look at what he was tonight. This is... Everything they threw at him, no problems. He was ready to roll. It was like, bring it on. All the right decisions. And not only all the right decisions, as in I now understand what I'm looking at, I can pre-snap all of this, but the guts and the toughness. Never would call Jordan soft. But Jordan got hurt a lot early in his career, and so you would understand if he didn't want to take some shots because he's a guy that those shots have rendered on the sideline. You know, he stood in on a couple of throws and took shots because he knew one more second, a half second, means the difference between a touchdown or a first down or an incomplete pass. 
and he took those shots, and he went on that year to take a lot of shots because he knew that's what was needed in the play. So Jordan grew up, got mentally tougher, obviously more proficient, understood the game better, when to tuck it and go and make a play because it has to be made here, when to get down, when to throw it away. He did everything better. I suspect he's even better this year, but because he has all the more in the way of weapons and this is a balanced team that can really change their identity from Saturday to Saturday, I just wonder whether or not he'll have the opportunity to amass the right numbers to get to New York City. Real football people will will know his importance. Real football people will know that part of the reason the run game is so successful for Florida State is the mere threat of Jordan Travis running the ball. He changes the math. So teams have to play you differently on defense because of what he's capable of, and that opens up the run game. See how much better we were in the run game with really a below-average passing game and an average-ass to below-average-ass offensive line. We still found a way to run the ball against everybody. A lot of that's Jordan. Also scheme, also the way they scheme it up with the extra hole. Yeah, they do, they do things. That's the other thing about not being able to see scrimmages but only practices. And, look, I'm not going to complain. Our, our media access policy is some of the best in the country, one of the best in the country. But it's hard to get a sense for how successful we can be running the football when you've got thud rules. You know, all, These plays are blown dead. Like, for example, I'm not going to give away any state secrets, Florida State secrets, they ran counter today. You might know that play. May have been successful a time or two or 25 against Miami last year. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was. They ran it today, and it was literally a counter in, in the flow of what was going on, too. Like, oh, yeah, there it goes. And boom, it's a huge play. I don't know how big because Trey Benson is not going to be allowed to go full contact with either a linebacker or a safety in a one-on-one. But he could win that battle, and he could still be running and hit his head on the goalpost. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to appreciate and get a sense for in a camp how successful that running game could be. It might be as good, if not better than, the passing game that we have with Jordan Travis and these receivers. You just don't know yet. You just don't know. That offensive line is better. It's more athletic. We're looking to see if it can win at the point of the, of attack straight up, inside, between the tackles. That's the only thing that's left. They can run counter till the cows come home. They can run outside zone. We know this. If they can add between the tackles and you've got Jordan's legs and you've got a guy like Jaheim Bell who can lead the way for you or Mark Easton, that part of the offense could be the signature of what we do. It's just hard to know in camp, but you will know early on in LSU because we're going to test it. A couple things here. Zaxby's is delicious. If you've not had Zaxby's, you really are cheating yourself in this life. Indeed. Now, you only have one go around here. Uh, we, we, imagine if tomorrow you got sick and you were laying there thinking, my goodness, I never had Zaxby's. Get it together. Go get you a Zaxby's right now. One of the big chicken sandwiches. Or the platter. The platter's huge. It's a lot of Zaxby's, and that Zax sauce is good. And if you're in Tallahassee and you're thinking, you know, that message, it rings true. I could get sick tomorrow and never have had Zaxby's. That's a mistake on my part. Jeff's right. I'm going to get it tonight. Well, just know there are 53 Tallahassee Zaxby locations for you to choose from. So you're not, you're not far from a Zaxby's at any time. One of our friends up at the corner pocket once upon a time said, how are you feeling today? Didn't expect this answer. One word. Sad, just like that, and it made me crack up. <laughs> if you're feeling like that, because maybe you don't get to go down to Orlando next weekend, <laughs> you know what will make you feel better on a game day? Zaxby's, the platter, with the Texas toast, mm-hmm. the crinkle cut fries, 
It'll make your day. You will Split no longer. Top bun too. You will not be sad. I told you many moons ago, the hallway conversation with a certain salesman whose wife had just left the night before. This is the old AM days. Oh, buddy, it's the best ever. I wish I could recreate it in a sitcom because it was so perfect. I, I, It took everything in my power not to laugh. I had to get back on the air, but I had coffee in my hand, too, and I was trying not to <laughs> spill it. I won't say his name because I think he's still around. Yeah, please don't. But uh, how you doing, Jimmy? Not good. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it. What happened? My wife left me last night. Took the furniture. I got home. The house was empty. I don't know that I ever heard that took the furniture. Took the part. freaking furniture on his ass. He got home, place was empty. <laughs> that is out of a television show. It or- was awesome. And I went, and I had 30 seconds to get back on the air. I was racing down the hall with my coffee, and I go, all right, that's a tough one. I believe that's a scene in Vice Principles. It might be. Yeah, took the furniture from his ass. And, and, and the best, and he was dead serious, just looking at me, like waiting for me to console him. I was like, well, I'm on the air. I, oh, geez. I'm so sorry, and I just ran down. You know how those spot blocks are. 30 I'm, seconds. I'm live. Ticking. I'm the host. What do you want me to do? Uh, Wilson, I'll get to your question in a second. It's you a good could one. have brought him some delicious some, Zaxby's. Just a platter the next day. Hey, buddy. I should have said, you know what will help you? This platter is also sturdy enough you can sit on it. You since will you not be chair. able to watch your big screen TV that was taken from your house by your ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife, but you can eat this chicken sandwich while you stare at the wall. So Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, award chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too, it is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. 
remind me when we get done with this segment, Tom, to show you something during the break that's just going to make you crack up and shake your head. Can we talk about it on Bellying Up? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, good, good. Really? Job. Yeah, well. Oh, boy. I'm not going to say anything more. I'll, 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 that must be extra spicy. It's just, I just saw it as we were coming on the air and went, oh, no. It reminds me of something that you discovered one time and told me and Matthew about the next day when we came to work at the old place. And you were like, check this out. And we were like, oh, it's one of those kinds of oh, things. It's one of those kinds of things. No. Where you're going to be like, really? Yeah. Uh, let's take care of some business here. Let's let's take care of some What money. up, A.W.? <laughs> let's, let's take care of some business. Uh, let's first talk about the, you brought up bellying up. We are going to be doing bellying up again, relaunching bellying up for a lot of you don't even know about it. We only did a few episodes, 10 minutes. What? No, I said it existed for like 10 minutes. Uh, Yeah, no. So bellying up wasn't around very long. We did a few episodes, maybe two, three. Uh, but it is a very, it's a podcast. It'll be with Tom and I mostly. Sometimes it'll just be me. Sometimes it'll just be uh, me interviewing somebody, but most of the time it's going to be me and Tom. And um, it's a kind of a not safe for work. I would say that. I mean, it, we don't go out of our way, but no, uh, but I'm not going to hold anything back. And correct. You guys know how I talk. So there's that, and um, it's a conversation. Certainly and- James P. knows how you talk. <laughs> And it's a conversation. It could be about a lot of things, but it's it's definitely you know for grownups and it, it's non it's not always sports. A lot of times it will be sports. This first one will be. It'll be about FSU LSU, and it'll be a candid conversation that Tom and I have about Florida State LSU and about this camp and our observations about the team. And uh, they're going to be able to find it on the on the it'll podcast be on the feed. feed. Yeah. It'll be on the feed, mm-hmm. but it, it will have the you know whatever. Language warning. Yeah, requisite. You know, so you know, don't listen to it when your kids are in the car. And also, if your sensibilities are easily offended, then it may not be for you. But uh, if you're a grown-up and you can handle things like a normal conversation between other grown-ups, even if you disagree with them, then it'll be enjoyable. And uh, we're going to be relaunching that. I look forward to it. And you'll get your first dose of bellying up, the new renewed version uh i guess we'll do it this weekend we're talking about doing it this week and probably yeah. release it monday maybe so we'll we'll let you know as the week goes along and we look forward to that and we want to thank the battles in for sponsoring that that's gonna be awesome and we're gonna have a good time you and i are also about to start doing wednesday night shows on youtube that is correct a wednesday night interactive hour from 7 to 8 p.m not today not today yeah one week next from week. today one week from today yes we have yeah we did this in the past actually i think it was in the off season where uh schedules prohibited us from being on live from one to three but we wanted to knock an hour out and we yeah. liked it so much that we said hey well, why don't we run this in prime time on the channel it was fun yeah so, so we're gonna do this again every wednesday during the season uh tom and i will join you guys anybody that wants to join us wednesday nights seven o'clock uh from seven to eight p.m It'll be live on the YouTube feed. You guys jump on in in the chat. WarChant TV only. Let's, and then the pod feed. But yes, right. WarChant TV only. We'll have conversation. That'll be every Wednesday. We look forward to that as well. And appreciate it. By the way, the Battles Inn has a golf tournament the weekend of the game, Florida State LSU, over in Orlando. And they're offering right now, 
It's the uh, Battles in Season Kickoff Golf Tournament. Uh, you have an opportunity to, to play in this. You're going to want to use the promo code TBE50. That is TBE50 for 50% off your group of four. So what are we doing here? That tournament is Saturday, September the 2nd. Sign-ups begin at 7.30 a.m. with a 9 a.m. shotgun start. This is a good way to get involved with the Battles Inn and, and do some good. Join the family that is the Battles Inn. Go to thebattlesinn.com to learn more. Champions Gate, by the way, is a national golf course in Orlando. It is a phenomenal golf course. So what better way to usher in what's going to be an awesome weekend than to uh, play with the fine folks and your fellow Knowles that are part of the Battles Inn. Promo code TBE50. You save 50% off your group of four. Uh, it is the Battles Inn season kickoff for golf. It includes VIP admission to an evening event and tickets to Madison Social's tailgate on Sunday. So you get, like, this is all-encompassing. You're going to play a great round of golf on a Saturday morning at a spectacular course. You're going to pay, you know, 50% of what everybody else paid. How about them apples? Let's go get in there. And then you're going to have access to the uh, VIP admission uh, to an evening event and the tickets to the Madison Social Tailgate on Sunday. So you're all good to go. Make it happen. TBE 50. All right. Also of note, if you are on the chat right now, there's a link, direct link to the sign-up page. So you don't even need to go hunting. It's right there for you. Made it easy for you. Wilson asked this before we went to break. Jeff, you've talked a lot about Mike's maturity. Do you think he's mentally capable of a season where every damn team he plays has FSU circled on the schedule? Any any uh, moment, it is Wednesday, isn't it? Any moment you see being too big. Uh, thanks, Wilson. So when I've spoken of Mike's maturity in the past, and uh, what I've said, and I'm, I'm trying to be careful about this, there were he he was um, overly emotional after the LSU win. It was almost as if he had never won a big game, and it's uh, okay at Memphis to be that way, but Florida State's a different deal. We expect to win games like that. We expect to be in games that are uh, a seismic tilt in the uh, – Larger picture in college football. We expect to be in prime time against the best teams in the country. We expect to win national championships. And you'll note that uh, when you are that kind of a program, uh, you know, Nick Saban doesn't do backflips over a win against somebody who's ranked in the top five. He expects to beat their ass. In fact, he's perturbed if they don't beat their ass, and it's close. So I just said that Mike was young that it was different for him. You know, it's a big jump from Memphis to Florida State. And that moving forward, I'm going to want him to be comport himself a little bit more composed in those moments of success. I've always thought he does a very good job from day one, from Jump Street. He's done a very, and this part is mature. He's done a very good job of handling disappointments. He's done a very good job of handling defeat or Areas where Florida State was simply outmanned. You know, that faraway stare while we're taking a beating against Miami the one year or Louisville the one year. Like, he's he's a guy. Was it Louisville, that game? Where, yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Louisville. So, where he, where, when he came to the conclusion, we don't have the horses. We're not there yet. 
This is part of a process, and we're outmanned right now. He handled those things very well. I thought the camera caught him in candid situations where he was doing a lot of thinking, and it was introspective. It was He wasn't lashing out at players who were making mistakes. He wasn't playing the results. He wasn't frustrated about a kid not being able to do something. He handled it well. He knew, well, there's just a lot more work to do, and tonight's not the night to get this turned around. Um, you know, I'm going to do the best I can here tonight, but we're, we're, we're outmatched. And I really admired that about him. The other aspect of what I talk about with Mike when I talk about his uh, maturity levels, and again, I was just talking about handling success and handling end-of-game situations, some of that red zone stuff where I'm like, I think that his play calling will mature there. The way he handles those moments will mature. I'm confident of it. But I don't want people to misconstrue what I was saying because I think he's done an amazing job coming from Memphis at his age and dealing with a reclamation project, dealing with a locker room that was completely shattered during a pandemic. I think he's done a remarkable job of staying the course in the wake of bitter defeats and setbacks that would shake you to your core. It doesn't get worse than Jacksonville State. And he did not in any way crack. He was mad. He rightfully apologized to the fan base after that game. He knows and he knew in the moment that he handled the prep that week horribly that the decision to play two quarterbacks and flippity-floppity and all that nonsense, that was not taking your opponent serious, and you paid a dear price for doing so. This team was not mature enough to handle the kind of experimentation that they were going through. He thought they were. That was a miscalculation. I think in some ways he apologized, and I don't want to speak for him. Maybe should have stepped in there and said something to Adam late about what we were in defensively, especially when the play before it got exposed, they just didn't hit on it. So I think he realized in that moment, I screwed this up. I screwed this up. But he never let it shake him up to the point where he deviated from the way he believed he had to build this program or from the messaging to the players. And I thought, in retrospect, that was really smart. It showed that this wasn't some fly-by-night philosophy, but rather something he believed to his core, that there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And it's about going to work. And he says it all the time, right? Let's go to work. Put in the work. You'll get the just due. Maybe it doesn't happen as quickly as as you'd like. Maybe it's uh, frustrating along the way. But I promise you, hard work and service, he says it all the time, hard work and service, let's put in, let's get a little bit better today than we were yesterday. And he's right about that. He's right about that, and he's been right about that. But it's easy to get redirected, or it's easy to panic when you're walking that walk, talking that talk, and it's not working, especially when you have a huge setback. You could take shortcuts, and he did not. So I think he's a very good leader. I think he's done a very good job of adopting uh, the new rules to help him out and find a way to circumvent what is an even longer process in most situations to rebuilding back to a place where you can win 10 games. The transfer portal came along at the best possible time for him, but it was up to him to recognize what that opportunity was and to take advantage of it. 
You know, you look around at some of these coaches who have not done a good job in the portal, who have been resistant to the portal, who've seen it as an affront to the process that they've embraced. Those guys are either going to get left in the dust or were easily caught. Mike recognized that there were deficiencies on this roster and that a lot of the kids that were here that he did not bring here were good kids who were working hard, but they were not Florida State caliber players. So what he did was replace them. Replace them with better players that were available from elsewhere. But he did so with a set of standards that he held them uh, responsible for. So they had to adhere to what those principles and what those standards were. So it wasn't just that this good player is available, I'm going to bring him in to replace a player who's not Florida State caliber. It was, there's a really good player available. I'm going to bring him in to replace this player who's not Florida State caliber. But before I do, I need him to understand he has to be part of the solution to flipping this locker room around. And it's not just by being a good football player. It's by being somebody who buys in and leads with what it is we're teaching and implementing. And by getting those better players who then also bought into that form of leadership, they adapted to it, adopted it, and passed it on to the next group of kids. And that is why your locker room is coherent, cohesive. It is why it is as close as it is, despite all of those transfers that will now make up the bulk of what you're doing to be successful. That is really, really impressive, and it deserves an awful lot of praise. I think comprehensively, Mike Norvell and his staff have done an amazing job. Is he a perfect coach? There isn't one. Has he made mistakes? Everybody does. Is he under a different set of, I think, watchful eyes and pressures this year? I do. I do. This is the next chapter. You had to go from, you know, crawling on your hands and knees to being able to walk to being able to run. Well, we quickly went from hands and knees to being able to crawl to being able to run. Now you're sprinting amongst the best of the best. Can you compete and can you sustain it year in and year out? Last year was the first time that you ran. Now I need you to win at the highest levels while there are expectations to do so. And then after you do it, guess what? It doesn't get easier. You got to do it again because that's what it means to be great. And that's what the standard is at Florida State University. So you're not a victim ever of your success. You are, you are the one who sets the bar that high. And if you happen to reach it, great. Now you got to sustain it. In many ways, that's harder. I think he would admit, and we'll only know at the end of his time here, that the climb, to some degree, is easier than the sustaining of excellence. This is why Nick Saban gets the praise that he does. Well, that in winning seven national titles, six of them at Alabama. Uh, we start with the hardware, right? But when you win to that level, and Kirby Smart now is that guy. Kirby has surpassed Nick Saban. You win back-to-back national titles, you are the man in the toughest conference in all the land. And now there are a different set of expectations that in many ways cannot be met. They cannot be met at Georgia. What are you going to do? Win 10 national titles in a row? At some point, you're going to come back down to earth. But how do you handle those moments and setbacks where the expectations are unreasonably high? Mike has a chance to get us to that place. This team's really good. I don't think they're going to win the national championship this year. 
but I think they could win the ACC, and I think they could make the college football playoff. And that alone will bring on a new set of circumstances and standards by which they have to live up to. That makes it a good thing that Mike Norvell has never really wavered from the core principles that he believes in that build a program of success. That's where we sit. This will be fascinating for all of us to go along on this ride. It's, it's, we can all theorize about what's going to happen in this game against LSU. We have opinions about why it's going to happen. That's the best we can do. It's a best guess kind of thing. they got to play the game. I don't know. What if you fumble four times? You lose. It doesn't really matter how good your camp was, how much better your team is. You lose. Now, how would you handle that? What if you go out and win 56-10? to 10? How do you handle that? It's week one. I don't really know what LSU is, and I don't really know what FSU is. None of us really do. Each team takes on their own personality throughout the course of a season, and they're one of one because the next year that team, I don't care how many starters they return, it's a different team. You're going to lose a key guy here or there, or you're going to gain, whatever it might be, but you're never the same team twice. So those standards that you make everybody live up to and that you have stuck by – have to be the thing that guides you through all the trials and tribulations, all that stuff, right? That's that's where we're at. But what a fun time to be rooting for and invested in Florida State and for me to cover it because now I, I get to watch them take what I think will be yet another step. And that is fun. We've done this before, Tom. We did this with Jimbo. We did this with the Florida State 2013 National Championship team. We went along for the ride. We remember 2009. We remember the the weaknesses and where they had to get so much better. And we remember the things that we liked about those teams that came up just short or the things that we didn't like from teams that were dominant and everything in between. Like, we did not like the 2014 team that went undefeated. We didn't like them. They went undefeated. They could never take that away in the regular season. They won the conference title. They were part of the 29 straight wins that we hang our hat on, but they weren't real likable. 2013 was dominant, likable, and destroyed, eviscerated the vast majority of the people they faced, and it was the culmination of a lot of hard work and the ups and downs along the way. We're on that ride again. Once you get past the, you know, we still suck conversation. It gets so much easier to do this because now it's just degrees of excellence. Yeah, I think with Jimbo, often before Jameis arrived, there was the Jimbo special game, and that was a learning moment, and it helped them get to a different place. But even still, in the 2013 championship season, you had a Jimbo special in the national title game. We don't we don't treat it as such because you win, but that 2013 title game mirrored the rest of, of the 29 straight wins. You know, the rest of them from that point on, they all kind of look like that game against Auburn where you have to rally at the end. The Auburn game was a failure because you didn't change your signals. I mean, how simple is that? that? Dumb. For a man who's paranoid in all facets of what he did when he was at Florida State, how is that the blind spot, which is crazy to me? But there were times where you could see that we were right up against it and either we lost the game, 2012 NC State among some others, Virginia home, homecoming, and then there were others where you escape. Jimbo was elated when we won the national title in Pasadena. He was also relieved. If you look at him coming off the sidelines, I see both emotions out of him. Joy and relief. Mm -hmm. Because he knew at 21-3 to how close they were to letting it all slip away. I think that same emotion was in Mike Norvell for LSU last year. There was relief. And it wasn't just because of the game itself. We should have won this thing by two or three scores. We didn't, and he feels that. Sure. 
but he knows how hard of a path it was at Florida State to get to that moment where we've done the hard part. We have done the hard part. These kids have bought in. We've been through a pandemic, a loss to Jacksonville State, losing seasons, all of these things, believing in Jordan Travis, transfer portal, patching things together. I mean, in, in a novel way. It had never been put together like this. And then we control the LSU game. We're making our statement, and oh my God, they've got a two-point conversion if they want it. And if they take the two-point chance, we probably lose this football game. Watching all over him. And you got more time to consider it, too, because of the replay the review for the replay, yeah. untimed down that gave you an extra five minutes to consider all of the things, how fragile this is. He had built it to this place that it hadn't gone yet. He knew he could get there, but how fragile everything underneath him was. And it was that close to cracking. So the moment that the extra point gets blocked... I think it's the, oh my God, okay, because I don't know how I come back if we lose this game. I think that's what that emotion was. I don't know how we come back from this. If we get to this point and we blow it, how do we get back? Well, he knows that would have been on him. Right. And yes. he knows yes. that's tough. That's a tough press conference, man. These coaches are oftentimes in a terrible situation. I always argue uh, for real candor. You know, I, I think uh, that's where I did respect the, hey, I'm sorry, this will never happen again approach to Jacksonville State. I mean, yeah. I, you, you don't have an option here. It can't never happen again, or you will deserve to be fired on the spot. And Period. All, and all lessons have not been learned yet. NC State last year is a blemish, even after it's a the— huge blemish, yeah. but that was also oddly a blemish on Jordan Travis. He was immature and petulant in that game, and he grew up in a hurry afterwards. They must have had to come to Jesus because that can never happen from your unquestioned leader. Yeah, body, that body language can't happen, you know, and and I get it. You know, sometimes guys don't play well around you, and it's pissing you off because you're doing everything in your power, and you're putting the ball on them, they're dropping it, and et cetera, but can't do it. That's That comes with the territory of being a quarterback. Actually, oddly, nobody understood it better than Jameis on the field and dealing with teammates and deflecting from praise and giving it to them after games, even though he was the genius, you know, unleashing the beast week in and week out. He understood it. Where, where he got in trouble was the stuff away from the field. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's it's not easier. Everybody would do it. It's really difficult. But I think the NC State game was a byproduct of that. He had to grow up in a hurry, and he did. Thankfully, he did. And we watched it all happen. The which Florida is game the, was the answer. Yeah. By the way, we're all going. That's why we're all so invested because it's if it's easy for somebody and they never make mistakes and they go right through it, you can't even relate to that. Nobody knows what that is. Nobody's life is that way. So when they, when they do and you see it right before your eyes and you're disappointed and then they learn from it and they pick themselves up and they're better because of it and they go win a big game, you go, there it is, my man, good on you. Because we can all relate to that. That's what we want to do for ourselves and our kids, everybody. And now it feels like this year, maybe not the revenge tour. I know you've wavered back and forth yeah. on that. But it's, okay, now finish the play. You've done it all. There's been a lot of pain, adversity. Jordan, you were thinking about either changing positions or quitting the game. And now look at you. You're one of the favorites for the Heisman Trophy this year. The offense is loaded. The line is better. Full synergy and continuity between your head coach, your offensive coordinator, and you. You got depth. You got a better defense. Finish the play. Finish the job. That's what this year is about. Maybe not revenge tour, but it's finish the job. We've come so far. Well, you've earned it. You worked hard, yeah. And you've got the tools. It's not like you lost seven starters from year over year and you're still there as the quarterback. Everybody's back. Finish the job. You want to answer Brett's question before we go to break? <laughs> you can do the technical aspect. Well, I, we're not going to put the host on the right half of the screen. That doesn't make sense. I agree with that. I just thought maybe yeah. I didn't know if we could wanted. flip the studio room, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I'll come back, wrap it up momentarily.
The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Probables, yes, yes, yes. Where does the time go? Before we uh, get to those, let me remind you of uh, Power Mill, sponsored for Probables. We always appreciate them. And uh, they are there to help your kids, even, even young adults. Powering performance for baseball and softball. Training program that equips the athletes of all ages and skill levels with the specific skills they need to excel on and off the field. That's a good thing. Again, for softball and baseball, 27 alumni in the majors, et cetera. Good good thing. That's really quite amazing, actually. That's a a lot. Uh, Power Mill Training Academy, powermillsports.com. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Buckos trail to the Cardinals currently. Damn it, I wanted to sweep. We'll see. Maybe we'll come back. Then a delay. 5-2 Cardinals. That game was started by Luis Ortiz and Zach Thompson. Cubs-Tigers. That game's 4-0 Cubbies. Jimison Tyon and Tariq Skubal. We got a 0-0 game between Seattle and the White Sox. George Kirby, Michael Kopech. Milwaukee leads the Twins 2-1. They're in the bottom of the second. That game is Kent Tomeda and Corbin Burns. Royals A's Cole Reagans from right here in Tallahassee. Adrian Martinez goes for the Athletics. Giants, Phillies, Alex Cobb, Michael Lorenzen. We got the Reds and the Angels. Andrew Abbott, Shohei Atani. Good to baseball. Marlins Padres, Sandy Alcantara. Seth Lugo. I still think Alcantara is more fun to say. Rockies Rays, Austin Gomber, Aaron Savale. How about that situation with Wander Franco? Oof. Yikes. That ain't good. Mm, that's a toughie. Blue Jays, Orioles, Kevin Gosman, and Dean Creamer. We got the Nationals and the Yankees. Mackenzie Gore, Luis Severino, Dodgers, Guardians, Clayton Kershaw, Xavion Curry. Great name. Mets, Braves. Is this a, who decides the series here? A little rubber. A little rubber game. Hey, now. Jose Quintana, that creep can roll, man. Charlie Morton, Mud! Red Sox, Astros, Chris Sale, Jose, Reds, Angels, TBD, and Reed Detmers. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. hear about the giveaway for Wander Franco? <laughs> this is not a joke. This is legitimate. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, well, yeah. I don't know that we need to go down this road. So I was told we were at practice last week, mm. and, and Ira and Corey told me. And this is, again, not a joke. This is phenomenal. They is had this is, yeah. a t-shirt giveaway for kids. And the ages for the kids for the Wander Franco. 14? 14 and under. Oh! Could you imagine being a part of that marketing department? The t-shirts! No! That's a toughie. If you're a 14-year-old girl, come meet Wander Frank. Oh, no. No, I don't know. We won't. We won't come meet Wander. 
Good work out of you. Good job, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great night. We're another day closer to football. Peace.